You're listening to the Thrive Matters Podcast, your weekly inspiration and resource for growth, practical skills and innovative solutions to thrive in your career, business, leadership, personal and professional development. From women in technology and your host, Barbara Mays, C.G. Browning, let's thrive together. Hello. Hello, Thrivers. Welcome back. Welcome, Thrivers. Yes. Welcome to episode 11, part one of financial growth. Financial growth. This is so cool. Yes. We love to talk about money. We, we talk do. talk about money all the time. All the time. So let's share it with our guests. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. We all want to be debt free, right? Yes. And that's the goal. Yeah, we, we do. do. Okay. So in order to be debt free, there are several things that we have to do in order to get there, you know, to succeed. Right. Right. So we need to set goals for ourselves. We do. Yes. And I do this all the time. I know, Barb, we talk about this too all often. Yes. Um, because no one wants to be in debt. And we have don't. like, you know, so many bills that you just can't keep up, can't keep, take care of things. So we have to set goals for ourselves. We do. And be consistent. Yes. Like, and then just think about like, lay everything out. What do you have? Right. Set your, put it in your calendar. You have your due dates. You want to make sure that you're paying all of your bills on time. Right. Pay your monthly bills on time. That's one way for sure, because you don't have to worry about it ending on your it uh, ending up on your credit report. That's true. Right. And, and you know what, CG? Like mm -hmm. it also saves fees. It like does. Late fees. Because right. oh my gosh, those late fees. You know, some people may look at it and say, Okay, this bill is due on the first, but I have until what, the fifteenth to pay it. Right. And then you forget. And then you have these late fees you have to pay on top of that. And so those add up, especially if you don't pay them. They do. So you're just paying your normal monthly bill. And then these late fees are just stacking, stacking and stacking, stacking. Yeah. So let's be proactive and continue to watch those things and make sure we're staying on top of things so that we don't get behind. Right, right. That's a good tip. Yeah. And then, so another thing with financial growth in credit, let's say increasing your credit. And increasing your credit score. Yeah. We want to monitor that daily for sure. Well, not daily, but we want to monitor your credit. You know, you want to look to see what's on your credit reports. You want to dispute things that shouldn't be there. And there are so many things that, you know, um, could be on there that is incorrect or um, not accurate that you want to go ahead and dispute. And it could be even small things as far as the spelling of your name. Wow. Yeah. Like now, CG, is this something you could do yourself? Because I hear a lot of people who pay other people to do like these credit repairs to increase their credit score. Yes. And I've been that person before as well. I really, I've paid someone, but this is something that you can totally do on your own. 
Nice. Um, it does take time. So I can understand why some people decide to go and pay others instead of doing it themselves, because it's something that you have to stay on top of. And it does take a lot of time. You have to because there are letters that you can send to the uh, credit bureaus um, and your creditors to remove things off of your um, credit report. Um, and where do these letters like how can I get a letter if I wanted to dispute something? You know what? The is there letter, a template or something? There is a template. It just kind of fell in my lap. Really? <laughs> it did. It okay. did. And um, there like when you when you use certain companies or firms that will help and assist you with that, they also sometimes provide you with a template that you can use to send to the different creditors, which they're very helpful. Um, and okay. the turnaround and the response from them is so fast when you send those letters in. It's like, you you know what you're talking about. You mean business. This isn't mine. Let's We need this removed off of our credit report. And in just a matter of, what, uh, months or so, um, it's removed. Great. So the template, the mm -hmm. letter template, mm -hmm. has the necessary language in the letter to say this isn't mine for x reason this shouldn't be on my exact report mm -hmm. please remove it right that's awesome. what it is awesome but then you can also create accounts um with um you got experian trans transunion and X equifax you can create accounts with them log in and monitor daily and um you can also dispute anything that you see on your credit report that isn't um correct and that doesn't take a long time for them to follow through um investigate and get it removed as well if it turns out to be that is something that you didn't do that's awesome. Yeah. I was so happy when um, you were telling me you you were doing this on your own. Mm -hmm. um, I was really impressed with that because I hear more about people who um, hire other people to do that, which is great, which yeah. is great. Um, and I was thinking, hey, that's the only option. Um, and so when you came in and said you were doing this yourself, that was wonderful to me yes. because it, it, it kind of lets people know, Hey, if I can't afford to hire somebody to do this for me, mm -hmm. um, I can do it myself. Right. And then, you know, you have plans, you have things that you want, whether it's to acquire credit with different, um, people or um if you're trying to buy a new home or purchase a car yeah. or whatever it is that you want to do just um you know you you'll set that goal for yourself and you're just plan you know you know what you want and what you want to do and then you know what you what debt you've already um acquired so right um if you have multi credit cards what you do want to keep the balances under 30 percent that definitely helps you um, with keeping that credit score high, for sure. And so 30% of, is that your income or is that the, your total credit line? 30% of your balance. Okay. Your credit your card balance. balance. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And then you also, you don't want anything to go to collection. So if you get to right. that point to where they start calling because you did forget something and it's on the verge of going, negotiate. 
negotiate mm-hmm. that amount that you can afford to Absolutely. completely pay off that. And then let's just call that done. Done, done. Yes. Nice. Yep. And then when you set your plans um, up, if you know you have multiple credit cards and let's just say, I don't know, you have one, it's like 10000 dollar limit then you have your five thousand dollars and then you have two thousand dollars so when you set your goals and you want to get these paid off um i recommend starting with the lower um, balances first and you can knock those out and then you move up and tackle the higher balances so that um you can have them paid off in full and then you can be on your way to that uh, financial freedom yes. and growth. <laughs> <laughs> financial growth and freedom. Yes. Yeah, we're all trying to, you know, I, I hear people wanting to get to that debt free. When when I first heard that years ago, and I'm like, how could that be? Yeah. Um, but it is. And I've deployed a lot of these mm-hmm. um, these tools that, that you said today. And getting pretty close I'm pretty close yeah <laughs> pretty close it, it's a it's a good feeling too and then when you have everything set up right and you mm-hmm. just receiving those notifications um every so often that hey your new score is here hey you've lowered your balances on any of these credit cards wow. or your credit score has increased like 40 50 points mm-hmm. you know you're moving in the in the right direction and it's a good feeling too to know that you can go and pretty much get anything that you want um, without having to, I guess, beg or borrow from someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. And also to pay a higher interest rate. Yeah. Um, interest because rate if your too. credit is kind of, um, you, you don't have that higher credit score, mm-hmm. um, lenders could still lend you. Um, the money to buy a car or what have you, Mm -hmm. but they may lend it to you at a higher interest rate. So then there is extra money um, that you're paying. Right. Yeah. In interest. In addition. So once you have like all of your, what any of all of your debt knocked out, then guess what? We can move towards savings. Savings. Yes. Yes. And so, um, I wanted to talk about savings um, and that that whole that whole journey mm-hmm. uh, of you know spending and getting into the savings and you know just having certain credit um, scores where it's like oh I got to pay the interest that I'm raising my hand you can't see that <laughs> <laughs> but let me confess of raising my hand and being that person right. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of not liking it. And so working on those credit scores and stuff like that. Also, you know, spending. Um, I wanted to, here's here's what my goals were. So thank you for bringing up goals. So mm-hmm. um, I had learned for savings that there were three types of savings accounts to have. Mm-hmm. Um, an emergency. Yep. Um, a six months and a retirement. And then, you know, of course you have your budget if you want to go on vacation and things like that, you Mm want to shop, things like that. Um, Those are kind of budgetary, but in the main bucket of savings, um, I had learned about these three buckets of um, savings accounts and I strategized 
with spending less mm-hmm. um, in order to be able to achieve saving at those three levels. Right. Um, some of them I did, you know, in parallel. So that emergency fund, let's talk about that emergency bucket. Um, what's an emergency? Well, look at what kinds of incidental um, issues you've had financially. Mm-hmm. Maybe look back, you know, a few months, six months, a year, whatever that is. Um, it, you know, you needed new tires all of a sudden, or um, you needed something to be repaired around the house, whatever it was that came into your life and made you like, oh my goodness, I don't have the money for this, or I'm going to have to, you know, take this from this area to pay this. Rob Peter. That's a pay Paul. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that kind of, those kind of incidentals happen. Um, so an emergency fund for you, it's different from one person to another. Right. Um, but just kind of, you know, talk about it um, with your spouse or, you know, if it's just you, you know, just kind of discover what those incidents were in the past mm-hmm. and try to come up with a number um, for your emergency fund to be. Could yeah. be 500, could be 200, 500, 6,000, whatever it is for you. Um, but have that. So that way, as you're going through um, life and those incidents come in, it doesn't put you in a financial, um, you know, just a financial frenzy um, um, for that for that emergency fund. Yeah. You can continue on with your monthly budget because mm-hmm. that's in there. You can continue on with that without, you know, feeling um, that stress of interruption. Right. And what's one thing that you can do to help you with that six months um, worth of, uh, emergency fund is write down all of your expenses yes. for um, that month and then times that by six. That's a good one. Yeah. And so because just in case with these, you know, there are so many different emergencies, you know, it could be, you know, with COVID going on right now, you could have lost your job. Um, worst case scenario. Um, but you, you just want to have those funds available if you've if you should lose your job, then you have six months worth of emergency funds available to cover all of your bills. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And that's point number two. And that actually, I had to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and through a layoff a couple years ago, what Mm -hmm. was that? And, um, it was only like 28 days. Um, but I didn't know that. And so I had to pull from that six month um, account. And then once I got back working again, I had to replenish that. Right. So, you know, there's not just a plan to put in. If you dip into it, mm-hmm. there is definitely a plan to replenish those accounts. And right. so I needed to replenish that. Um, so that's a good point. And then the third one is that more of your retirement account and a lot of jobs offer the 401k. Oh yes, they do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you're getting hired and all of that, and you know, it's filling out that paperwork and, you know, we encourage, go ahead and do that. Fill out that paperwork because this is a job saying I will match, um, up to a certain point, mm-hmm. two, three, four, 5% of, um, of your, uh, of what you want to contribute, um, I'll match that. And right. 
they will put that you you choose to put it in a certain account that you know you can look at it it bears a certain amount of interest mm -hmm. um and then you can jump right into that not only is your money um working hard for you your company is putting in a certain um percentage and then also it goes into an interest bearing account so this are you have two extra ways of making more money through your job and the interest um, that's being drawn from that. So those are the three kind of buckets mm -hmm. um, for savings. And, you know, we understand we are, you know, people here, women here, yes. um, <laughs> um, you know, who have just like you, you know, um, we are learning. And we are growing and we are achieving this um, one day at a, time, at a time through consistency. Absolutely. And another thing, you know, before we close with this, because we're going to go come back to a part two, um, the, just kind of wanted to give a real life and CG, you, you may be able to relate to this and jump in too. Uh -huh. um, for me, it was changing a lot of my spending habits because it may be a listener to say, well, you know, I don't have any extra money right. um, to spend mm -hmm. or, or to save and things like that. Mm -hmm. And the next um, episode, we're going to talk about a way in which it was revealed to me that I did have. And that was through uh, life insurance. And we'll talk about that later. Yes. Um, just a switch of a certain type of policy opened mm -hmm. up um, a lot of money for me. But the spending like I was you know I was I was just like I love clothes mm -hmm. da, da, da. <laughs> and and you know spending on clothes and I needed to think about how to um spend less on clothes and how to get more out of my dollar even with clothes the type of clothes right um, that I was buying um and then also through the purchase of a car mm-hmm and there are certain types of cars that will go beyond like a hundred thousand miles and still, you know, work really well. And so the type of car that I purchased um, made all the difference to to be able to to help me to save over time. Right. And I think everyone will probably always say I don't have any extra funds right. to put to the side for savings mm -hmm. when you really do. You do. Um and you can cut back on things that you don't really use mm -hmm. um, often, like some things that you feel like um, are a necessity, really aren't. Um, and you can cut those. You can cut a lot of expenses. Yeah. One thing that helped me, though, is I have multiple accounts. So I have accounts that I don't really have access to unless I drive far really, really far <laughs> to access right. those funds. So yeah. I send, you know, I send savings to an account that is not like a skip and a hop up the street. Mm -hmm. So the, the money's going there, it's being saved and it's being stacked. And it's like, you, you really have to be in, in need in order for me to drive way across town right. to get those funds out. So that's very helpful too when you have an account that's kind of out of sight, out of sight, out of mind, and you're not driving that far to go and get them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's been very helpful. Um, just also, just having, you know, if you don't see it in your, you know, you have an account, you have your checking your savings, and it could be with one uh, financial institution. And then if you see it, 
sometimes too, if you see it, you'll just, oh, let me transfer it from my savings to my checking because I have it and I see it and it gets spent. So having multiple accounts that definitely helps me. Yeah, that helps me too. Mm-hmm. I have um, where it just takes right out of my, comes right out of my account. Yes. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put a number on there and I was like, I don't know this number. Uh, <laughs> but I got used to that number. I got yes. used to that number just, you know, flying out of my account um, because I wanted to challenge um, me. But I, I do, I, I literally want to mention this before um, we close because I was doing this thing when we talk about, do you really have, like, I don't, I don't know where I have it and mm-hmm. things like that. And we have to bring, and we really do, um, or we really want to kind of take some time to look at it, relook at it again and refocus on it again. Right. Um, and you know, we bring to focus what matters, um, most at the time. And so, you know, let our brains just kind of, you know, think about it. Um, imagine ourselves, you know, in that debt free, imagine ourselves, you know, in that Mm -hmm. better financial situation, um, and then our brains, you know, it it will go there. There is like this RAS reticular, um, activating system in the brain that will, you know, just kind of, um, filter out all of the unnecessary information, Mm -hmm. um, which is that, that tells you, I can't do it. I don't know. Um, and it will bring to focus, Mm -hmm. um, what's important to you at the time. So when you bring this into focus and you sit down with it and get serious about it, you know, things may shake out that you will have that extra. So I was making this mistake and I didn't realize this until I was in a class some years ago. Right. Um, and it was like, like, you know, women talking to women about like fashion and Mm -hmm. how you purchase and spin. And so whether you, and it's the trendy clothes versus the classic clothes. Right. And I was making mistakes because it's like, of course, women want to be in trend. You want to get the trendy outfits, mm-hmm. but trendy outfits, they go out of style. Like they, they may go out of style in a year, two years or whatever, but you're more classic, mm-hmm. um, stays there. So that's that black dress. You're going to pay a little bit more for it, but that's that little cute black dress that you buy, you hang in the closet for when you need it. There are certain types of shoes that every woman should have certain types of dress, you know, the, the length of the dress, the Mm -hmm. dress that you're going to wear to the T versus the dress that you're going to, you know, wear to work, uh, those types of things, right. Get your closet, you know, pay a little bit more, but put those in your closet and then you buy your trendy pieces and do a high low dress. Um, or, or fashion, but you know, get the, get the trendy pieces, you know, those are going to kind of go out of style, but don't spend a lot of money on trends, Mm -hmm. um, that, that you're not going to need because you're not getting the best out of your, your outfits. You can use this for furniture, for anything. So (laughs) 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's those types of super stores that, you know, has that like H&M, you can find some great classy classic pieces like your white blouse and things like that you know Um, yeah yeah (laughs) and you can do that you can do that on a budget Um, you can but you know that's for later discussion but I needed to tweak that how Mm -hmm. I spent how I thought about fashion how I was spending and then you know reallocating that money Mm -hmm. um to that to um to be able to save more absolutely because I don't have to shop as much right right? that's the goal that's the goal that is the goal. So this has been a 
good mouthful. Yes, so. <laughs> it has, it has. Yeah, yeah, I'm so happy to be able to talk about money. And um, it's something that's near and dear to our hearts mm-hmm. and that we've achieved, um, thank God, some successes in that we feel at this point we want to share. Yeah. Um, and so we just kind of wanted to share that with you. And we're learning. Yes, we're still. learning. So we're, we're not learning. credit advisors. We're not. At we're all. not. We're <laughs> not by any stretch of the imagination. But yeah, we just wanted to share some things that work for us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That work for us and just come real with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so next time we'll talk about, um, We'll just go deeper with this. Talk yeah. about the life insurance. Talk about stocks, mutual funds, things like that. Yes. All right. So thank you so much for listening um, to Thrive Matters Today, episode 11, Financial Growth. And we wish you well in your finances. Um, Thrive Matters is about thriving in every area of your life. And so we just wanted to sit down together and talk to you about financial freedom and growth. What is going to work for you, not only now, but in your future? Yes, yes. Thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you next time. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Thrive Matters podcast. Greetings to all of our Thrivers and a warm welcome to our new Thrive listeners. We hope everyone was inspired to know more, do more, and be more. Be sure to tune in next time. Until then, check out our blog at thethrivematters.com. And please feel free to leave comments and questions on the Contact Us page. Happy Happy thriving. thriving!